0: Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spinner Rack, and today I have a video that was requested to do the three-parter that was in the Superman series that ran after Man of Steel, the so-called post-crisis Superman. Now, this is not actually, this is post-crisis, but after Crisis, there was the regular Superman titles that were going on, and then some months later, like six months later, they did Man of Steel and I think the last issues of... um, Superman in action, or whatever happened to the the man of tomorrow, right? But in honor of Superman and, you know, the switching of the characters, I'm going to leave a tidbit to my um, co-conspirators, the fellow, um, my partners in the spinnerack. I'd like to talk about Superman and truth, justice, and the American way. (laughs) <laughs> so I think I bought this for the, you know, I think there were Superman was getting engaged, so I think I, I was on looking through all this other stuff, having to go through all these comic books to find stuff, and I found this one in here. So, um, classic nonetheless. Let's keep going, right? So soon, as Byrne was on doing was doing um, what was he? Do? He was doing Man of Steel. He also signed up to do, um, Legend, something that, you know, so everyone in the, they weren't buying Superman, they know Burn was out here in the DC world, right? So he was doing Legend, and Legend had all these tie-ins. Now, I'm not big on, um, crossovers, but this is one of the few that I did like as I read it. Now, this one has a lot of twists and turns, so, um... We're gonna be talking about some stuff that's connected to Legend, but you don't really need Legend to actually read this. This is basically a straightforward um, Superman and Apocalypse story, and um, it's a fun one. It's sort of the the sort of the contrast: Superman going to um, that was it the high was it um, High Town and you know, on New Genesis, right? So Superman issue three. I have this great cover, Ink by Byrne. I think there's an animated gif of this, which is amazing too. But I don't have it, I imagine. This starts off with Lois going out to meet G. Gordon Godfrey. Which is actually, as any Kirby fan knows, this is glorious Godfrey. So we know who he is, but the world doesn't, right? So... Lois got this great outfit on, especially classic for The Times. You got this nice issue with John Byrne and Terry Austin. This would be um, John Terry Austin's last issue. But these first three issues were pretty bang-up stuff. And I thought they would be together for a while, but Carl Kessel kind of takes over after this. And In this scene, Lois is talking, and Gloria's God, Godfrey is obviously, obviously talking about how bad heroes are. And how good, how terrible they are to society, and Lois feels the effects of this guy, the power of his words, and this goes along. This character they've pretty much played him up like an evangelist, and you can kind of see who they um, patterned. Um, who was it, Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman, right? But I've done a number of videos of that. Here's the key. This is one of the. One of the motifs of the burn, the burn period on Superman, something that Superman didn't necessarily always do, and just having dynamic, um, Clark Kent scenes. The key to the burn run is not even that Clark Kent takes up that much time because he doesn't. This is the only period that Clark Kent appears in this these first couple of pages, but the only thing, the thing the difference is is that they're just dynamic. Clark Kent is running in this one in the city of Metropolis. Burn at this time. I think in the from the late 80s to the 90s with drawing some of the best coats. And this book is no different. Right? And um, he's being chased by Dark sides of Omega Beans. If you've seen you've seen the comics, you know what the Omega Beans do, you know they have this cool effect. And Superman's trying to outrun out it, Right? He goes into the sewer. How more dynamic can you get? Clark Kent in the sewer. He almost gets away. The Omega Beams don't even touch Superman's um, coat. It's really keyed into him. He tries to get away. He runs into some sewer workers. And blah. Clark Kent is on Apocalypse. Now, um... Uh, was it um Terry Austin is pulling out all the stops in the inking now I'm pretty sure there's not much he added but he did add a lot of his coolness to it this period of breaking his line this is almost this is stuff that he would put on a lot of Art Adams sort of inking so it wouldn't necessarily change that much but his effect is apparent right so let me go in here Dark side's kind of this point, he's like, who is this? Another cool shot of Clark Kent trying to call Darkseid tasks. Darkseid ain't having all any of that. I'm not having none of that. <laughs> and tosses them out into apocalypse, into Armageddon. Right? So this is a, a extreme contrast to in Superman with the High Town. Here, Clark Kent gets gets tossed into into the Armageddon and of course, picking up some pieces of, I think Kirby had a slum area, something or another in there in his book too. Something you can see in The Hunger Dogs, if you check that out. And the Hunger Dogs start taking everything from Superman. Superman just kind of swats them away, right? It's no big deal, but they're still taking all the rest of his stuff and then Superman goes and gives a little history. Now this is, when you get to this point in the book, you think that it's going to slow down, but it's not. It's going to pick up even more. And this is going to say to yourself, the next thing you want to see is John Byrne and Terry Austin do the new guys. So why do I say that? They give you this brief history. Whenever he gives you a brief history, he's going to give you a splash page. You know it's coming. And this is something you take, you make a poster out of, you cut it out the book, and you put it on your wall. This is what you do with a picture like this. This is what happens. Now, another... You know, I'd like to give you footnotes and history about different stuff. When John Byrne was about to do his New Guys series, he went to Terry Austin and said, asked him to do that. And Terry Austin turned him down. <laughs> again, yet again. He said, no, you have to keep it special. I don't know what would be any more special than John Byrne. Well, Terry didn't want to do the... Um, do it monthly. He said you need to keep it special. In a regular series the fans would get tired. And I say no. But especially the new gods. So basically they go to history you see you see Apocalypse you see the ruins of New Genesis and then the parody and Superman's trying to keep away from them. All classic things. You get it in a brief, a brief couple of pages you get all the history of that. And Superman decides it's not kind of not easy to go around this town being so bright, easier to spot, right? So then, of course, we see one of the Freedom Fighters on Apocalypse. Now, we've met some Freedom Fighters in the past. We've met Hyman. I think, um, obviously, Mr. Miracle has come around. There's been a couple that have been around there. Walter Simonson created a few later on. But this character, Amazing Grace, is about to be tortured and Superman comes in there. And once, he's, once he comes in there, you're like, who is this? Now, this is another footnote that I'm going to give you that's coming up. Wow, we're eight minutes in, right? This thing falls down, and then Amazing Grace sees him. This is magnificent. And then she breaks away. You don't know that she's going to be a bigger character later. You're like, wow, this is a pacifier. Now, you look at this. I think... um. In one of Eric Larson's complaints about Burns' run was saying, how could you create something this cool and just kind of, um, and not use it again? And I say, this is what we call the Jack Kirby transplant plan. Right? Jack Kirby from time to time would introduce a, a throwaway thing and then he would later use it for something else. If you see the issue where we find out that um what was it? We find out that Jane Forster isn't isn't worthy, she's finding a four-arm sort of monster. So soon after, when when Kirby's doing um Jimmy Olsen, he introduced the four-to-arm terror, right? It was similar to the monster that was about to take out um what was it? Um Jane Forster. So this is the issue of the Fantastic Four which I think it is, Um, what issue is that? It might be Fantastic Four Fifty Six, 56, where um, Doctor Doom introduces the civil servant to a pacifier, this thing of destruction. So John Byrne has transplanted just the same way Kirby would do from time to time. Basically taking a Kirby character from Thor and putting a Kirby character from the Fantastic Four and putting it on Apocalypse, right? So, it's here to just get a cool fight. And this is one of the things that happens if burn didn't put the lighting in there. It's not going in there. Terry is <laughs> Terry is a stickler for um, <laughs> at times not adding stuff, right? But most of the time, cool as hell, right? So Superman, still making short work of this this robot he opens it up it ain't a robot something called a glomer i think it's even cooler so it's you know this is what this is what um just the same way the surprises when superman was fighting in high high town is even more surprises for superman than he's on apocalypse and this creature is some sort of psychic vampire so it's utilizing his powers, the mental powers. It's not a parasite taking away his powers. It's utilizing it, and it takes Superman and dumps him into the fire pit. Now, the only person that's ever survived this is Orion. And he only survived it because DC said he had to come back, right? And the other thing is, there was a footnote in, I think, Man of Steel, where Byrne they quoted um had his, one of his inspirations was Jack Kirby. Now, one of the things that Jack Kirby would do when he used Superman, sometimes Superman would say, you know, I'm not sure my invulnerability will survive something. So, Byrne kind of had that part in his character where Superman would say, oh, that's not strong enough to harm me. Like he was, you know, he watches out for himself. Where Superman, we know most of the time in the old days is just stands in front of stuff not expecting to get hurt and saying it tickles, right? So we get this thing. Superman's going. There's no escape, no escape. And Darkseid has been watching. And of course he laughs. Yep. And this would be a goodbye to Terry Austin on Superman. This was a good, great, um... You know, great goodbye. Um, then we have the other team, which is... Marl Wolfman and Jerry Ordway. Now, I just want to give you a brief look at this. Though, it wasn't as strong, these issues of Wolfman and um, and Ordway. The art is top-notch. And the storytelling and the Clark Kent stuff is all top-notch. It's just... Outside of, I think it's Blockbuster. There's not that many dynamic villains in this book. Right? And not to say that Byrne created that many dynamic new villains that stayed along wherever, But it was some dynamic stuff. So, but this, I'm not. You see, I have it. I enjoyed these. Only problem is Superman's fighting a tank. And he doesn't make it out of it. Right? So, this was some fun stuff. It was just something was missing. It's just something missing. But the art, top notch. Writing is decent, stories could be just a little, you know, whatever. But, so let's get into the second part. This one, I cannot say the same for. This I can say is a little more enjoyable as part of their run, right? So this guy, possibly one of the other Hunger Dogs. Now this is one of the things, whenever Jack Kirby introduces something, somehow there's something that's like, ugh, how could we do it? (laughs) How could we let, oh hold on, let me get the book. you watch my video on the Hunger Dogs, right? Somehow, two seconds after this happens, where people are like, oh, they didn't, he doesn't got it. He didn't give us what we expected. Two seconds after, we have a quality story on the people can't wait to use Kirby stuff, right? (laughs) So this is no different. So we saw the Hunger Dogs in the issue three. We had this guy fishing things out. Uh, the fire pits, like the sewer system, everything works in reverse in them, and that, and they fish out Superman. Now, there's some issues here because Superman's cape wasn't invulnerable, but at the same time, it's still a cool effect, right? It's still a great shot, but, you know, we're just fans. We just move on. We love this stuff. There's continuity errors. It doesn't matter, right? So then this sort of river of fire, they fish out Superman. Superman's sitting there. And he's like, oh, <laughs> he looks like he, he can get something for him. So he's taking him back to, to his town and Hunger Dogs. And this, you know, this is really sort of strong sort of thing. Right? So the word gets out. And the word gets to um, Amazing Grace, who we saw in the last issue. We have them and the Hunger Dogs meet Superman. he shows that he can do some tricks with them. He can survive fire. And then when Superman sees it, he doesn't remember himself. Right? So then of course his hand burns. And then of course now Superman's about to buy it. But then it's kind of weird. It's like he says, My hands burn. How? <laughs> it's like, does he know that he's not why did he go in the shock? But at the same time, amazing grace comes. Amazing Grace comes, and then, she is she's you know she pitches in to helps help um to help out Superman. But at the same time, the person the guy found Superman realizes that Amazing Grace is lying, but she has some sort of effect of him, right? She kind of corroborates his story, but she wasn't there. And then he kinds of um, figures feels an angle, but then he agrees, so that's not gonna work, right? And then they decide this character who just came out of here from nowhere from the fire pits will actually be the turning point for the hunger dogs, right? But it's a hunger dog story, you know how it goes for the hunger dogs, not really that good, so they'll be they'll go up against Dark Side, right? So, of course, being that he's going to be the savior, and he's also always been a hero, there's somewhere in there still the hero heart. And even without us being able to utilize his powers, he fights against the um, the parademons. And this is one of the key things about the Burn Run. It's like, if you take Superman's powers, not like Superman 2, he doesn't get beat up. And Marvelman Wolfman is doing the same. They didn't always... Do the book the same way, but we see this, we see that um, Amazing Grace is kind of sweet on him, and he's going to be the true savior. The, the new Genesis, on Hightown, they figure out that this is not right, they're going to send. Now, this is where I first met um, Orion and Light Ray, and I've been waiting to really meet these guys. I think I might have saw um new guys number eight as I said before, but it's really rough like I couldn't sit through it because I was a kid I say, like, is this wrong and then she's in there now she gives a side eye about the revolution and then well, Or kind of draws a real woman right They could be stacked, but they're still very real they're just real characters look at these faces and that sort of thing and um, Right here, it's like so. He's a you know he's a pretty solid artist, right? So then of course he puts the moves on him. They decide he's gonna have super has Superman's face instead of the Dark Side statue, and then Superman goes as the savior. Now this costume here, Burn has been gotten gotten taken down by the fans saying oh no, he just used this from the from the Silver Age and the Bronze Age. But this is actually a Jerry Ortaway thing, right? Jerry Ortaway did this issue. And, um, you know, he possibly used that design from the Bronze Age, right? The big fight. They're doing all this stuff. But someone is talking to Amazing Grace. Who's talking to Amazing Grace? So this is going to be getting to your spoilers. See the Hunger Dolls finally come up with their savior. And then this is a great shot here. Superman busts in. Looks <laughs> almost like a swashbuckler. But then they bring all the hunger dogs over. The two the leaders of the rebellion. They're with them. And then of course, Superman sends in the parademons and take out the Hunger Dogs. Yep. It's another this is a Hunger Dog story. And you can't do one without is going horribly wrong for them, right? And then, Superman watching over, the revolution is over. <laughs> you have served us well, Savior. And then he meets Darkseid, and Darkseid calls him my son, right? So we're like, whoa, this is a twist. And this is how the sort of these... So that the Kirby stories kind of go these type of twists, where well, we're in there, we think it's going one way, and actually it was a bigger plan by Darkseid, right? So Byrne takes over the our chores, with um, it says Dick Giordano, that I think is Frank Law- Lawton, right? So we meet them, they're going in there, and who is it? Um, Orion is kind of taken because in the Hunger Dogs planet, his adoptive home has been destroyed of New Genesis. And Light Ray, of course, is like, hey, pick it up. And, um... They talk about this, and then they get to it. And they've been charged to take, to save a fallen hero. A story called Champion. Right? So, this art is similar to this one, but it's not really looking too much like burning this issue. Right? But, um... You know, we'll have to suffer through it. All right? But some of the effects on Dark Side is pretty cool. So the effects they did was here is pretty cool, but um and if some did the shots and the lay everything is pretty good in this. Just the inking isn't that strong, right? So she of course when you say doubt, you could be killed by Dark Side. Dark side is like Superman can't oh the point of this is Superman can't access his full strength. He's pretty formidable, but they can't draw this out of there, right? So, and um, Amazing Grace can't call out of minute either. So as they go along here, she talks about them. And the next thing you know, she almost gets killed again. She's almost going to catch it. And then Darkseid says he's going to have to take care of this. he comes in, uses his power. Superman is able to fully access his powers again. He's off and flying, right? With reckless abandon let's see busting out of the thing and granny goodness like what the hell like <laughs> you know what what the hell this so she's like you know and he's like well i didn't actually use my powers i i made him psychologically made him believe i was giving him the powers then he could access his own powers he said but that might be the seeds to my own destruction since i did call him my son, and then he runs into them and he starts a fight. And he's fighting Orion, and this is the fight we're looking for because it's on the cover, right? So when I saw this, and it's kind of not as cool as the ink in here, I was like, uh, but it's my first meeting. I didn't really understand the astral force, but here, where the, the battle goes left, Superman says he's the son of Darkseid, right? And Orion is not with this. He's gonna have a fight, a tooth and nail fight against Superman. And then he realizes the key to the end of the story. Reveal what it truly means to be the son of Darkseid. But at the same time, Light Ray, who's after the, you know, can't be within that fat battle, he runs into runs into Amazing Grace. Now she's all dolled up hottie right <laughs> still has the nose though and then of course she's putting the moves on him and her powers but she's not as powerful as Scott Godfrey and he leaves her for Darkseid and Superman is realized that he led he's there he's struggling he led with the he led the Hunger Dogs and then he betrayed them and Darkseid is like what and Superman is like what He's about to kill Amazing Grace, and then of course Darkseid does use his wipeout beams, right? And that's the quote-unquote, the quotes, the ultimate wipeout. <laughs> you gotta have some air quotes in the Kirby book. You can't escape them, right? So, um, so this also keeping in line having the new gods talk the Way they did in the Kirby book, so even though I bug out about the um air quotes, it's, it's keeping them in, in um, keeping that sort of vote that voice with them. And Superman's able to die right at the time, so the wipeout beams hit Darkseid, but they don't kill him, All right? Then he's about to take out Superman, his beams aren't as full of intensity, but Superman can, you know. Hang with these beams at this point now. Right? And then he's giving Dark Side some shots, but he's like, nah, I'm not fighting today. <laughs> Talk, and send them with the boom tube. Right? And um... says, he, you know, he lost Superman 1, but then at the same time, he said, what about the guilt? What about the guilt Superman's gonna have for killing all those people? And then, of course, Ryan said, no, I'll use Motherbox, which is like their personal computer and almost like a therapist a computer that's part therapist, part mother, Mother Box, the whole deal, right? So that sort of kept that part that Superman was mind-controlled into doing something terrible. And he's like, well, why? You know, you, why don't you, you know, like, you boy Morrison... <laughs> But worse is Superman? A lesser hero than you? It's like, no, <laughs> it is my lot to bear. Such things, I am a warrior. Superman is something more special. He is champion, right? So, powerful ending, powerful statements by Orion. Here you go. Now, um, what else do I have to say about this? Oh, that was a good, that was a decent amount of time on this one. So, this is giving you. Something similar to Kirby's kind of storytelling. Not, it's not, it still works in the arc, but it would always has some sort of turn when you get to these um, things and not necessarily telling the same sort of tale. So they did a good job of giving you a Kirby type of deal and utilizing some characters that no one had decided to do before. The Hunger Dogs, right? Before Kirby decided to do it, right? So this is what happens. Two seconds after Kirby does something, you know, it's Roy Thomas did it with the Eternals. It's just what happens. He's just a, you know, a creative guy. And this is a cool being able to really sit with the Hunger Dogs and see them in there. So it was a really cool sort of um, the humanity aspect with actually the Hunger Dogs. And um, anything else I want to say about this? I think I covered everything here. But um, yeah, I enjoyed this one. Um, I think one thing I didn't enjoy was inking in this one. Especially with this cover. And I think this cover was on um, the HE, um, the Heritage Auctions. But I think that's about it. Um, I guess next I'm supposed to do I'm not doing it right now. But I'm supposed to do this book here, Dark Side and Galactus. But I guess that's about it. It's almost 30 minutes. It's hard doing these ones, which is multiple issues because it kind of runs over. And the last ones I've been kind of trying to do something shorter instead of my long pieces. So there you go. Go out there, buy it. Don't watch the whole this video. If you watch to the end, and I spoil it for you, I'm sorry. All right? Spinner rack out.